You're listening to the Million Dollar Sellers Podcast with your host, Nick Shuquette. Today's show features another amazing entrepreneur who has found success online. Now, let's learn what it takes to be a million dollar seller. All right. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Million Dollar Sellers Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Shuquette. Today, we have Muhammad on the show. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. I'm excited to chat with you a little bit. Can you let the audience know where you're where you're calling in today? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for uh, having me here, Nick. Um, I'm actually based in Long Island, New York, a small town called Valley Stream in the South Shore. Um, so that's actually where our warehouse office is, where I'm in. Um, but my main office is actually in Brooklyn, Dumbo. So. Okay, cool, man. We got a lot of great uh, million dollar seller members up there in New York. I'm always down here in uh, Virginia Beach by myself. Uh, still not getting a lot of people down in this area. Have you been, are you like from New York originally or have you just been there a few years? What's that situation like? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much born and raised, man. Um, but but technically not born there. So I was I was born outside the U.S., um, came okay. here when I was one, um, you know, and then just grew up in New York since I was one, one and a half years old. You know, so that's why I just like to say I was born and raised here. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Nice, yeah. man. So, um, so you guys said you have a couple, you have a warehouse up there and an office yeah. in Brooklyn. Is that what you said? Exactly. Yeah. We actually just got the office um, about two weeks ago. Um, so we're super excited about that. You know, we have a team of about 15 people in New York. Um, and prior to that, we were working out of this warehouse office in Valley Stream for um, roughly, you know, five, six years. Um, and, you know, we have two warehouses here. Um, again, you know, um, we do like the hybrid FBA model that we okay. sell on Amazon and we, and we, you know, direct ship to FBA as well as drip feed to them. And it just helps with the whole, you know, um, warehousing system and we're able to be robust and all that. So we've been, we've been, we've been doing this for a couple of years. Yeah. I know I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead in the story here, but have you guys thought about doing, um, any merchant fulfillment so you guys can, um, get that, uh, now that the data is gone right on the FBA, yeah, uh, customers sucks. and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, for us, you know, we, we typically don't like to do like like FBM, like like you know that that that's what we call it. But we we like to have it in case in case there's any downtime in FBA, you know. So if an ASIN gets suspended, or if your you know um, product just gets like an inventory review and you're not selling through FBA, so we like, we just flip a switch, turn on FBM, and you're good to go. So at least you're not losing rank in BSR. Yeah. And once you resolve the problem, you come back on FBA and you're good to go. So we, we keep it for like emergency purposes. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's actually how I got started on Amazon was like all FBM. So I've always felt good about like having that skill in my back pocket. Cause it does come yeah. in handy, uh, in a lot of occasions and you can definitely still perform pretty well. I've noticed it like mm -hmm. with rankings. And even if you're like competing, on the buy box. I used to do a lot of reselling. Like you can still compete uh, with a solid FBM offer if your metrics yeah, are good and all that for stuff. sure. For sure. I actually have a funny story, you know, about how I, how I got started selling on Amazon and it okay, was, yeah, let's was, hear it. Yeah. So I was actually, um, so I was, I was studying finance at, at Hofstra university. So I was a sophomore there and uh, I started selling out of my parents' garage. And the first thing I sold on Amazon was a bunch of roasted cashews 
that I bought from a local CVS. So, um, so we were at a local CVS one day, I saw these cashews on sale and I was like, hmm, let me see if they're selling on Amazon. And obviously they weren't because they were a private label CVS brand, but I didn't know at that time. And I was like, all right, I'm going to clear up the shelf. I go to like five different CVSs in my area, clear out all the cashews, bring them back to my garage. I figure out how to put them on, <laughs> put them on Amazon. And, you know, um, I, I uh, got them listed and within six hours sold two units. And I was what? like, great, you know, I just made my first internet money. And, uh, and next thing you know, I, I, I go out to the post office to ship them out. And I totally didn't realize that I had to account for packaging, for postage and all that. So I ended up making a loss. So that was my first, <laughs> my first business on Amazon. I started selling cashews. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, the, those are the good lessons that learn the hard way, man. It's like, I, yeah. you probably never forgot. You're like, all right, now I need to know how much the shipping's going to cost exactly. the box. Make, like make you, sure. Yeah, yeah, you never forget that lesson, man. <laughs> exactly. That's so cool. What year was that? That was, um, that was 2013. Jeez. Okay. That was like forever ago. Yeah, that was 2013. Um, you know, that was when I was still studying. Um, and then I had to convince my, my parents to, you know, uh, let me, let me pursue this thing full time. Cause I saw a lot of opportunity in Amazon. And at that time there was, uh, one of these courses that was like up and coming, um, I think, uh, ASM or yeah, ASM. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I pretty much missed the boat on getting uh, into ASM too. So I had to wait for three. And then okay. once three came around, you know, I, I took the six months um, to, to learn everything about Amazon, learn about, you know, how to order a product from Alibaba and how to source it, how to ship it, you know, just learn all the ropes. And then ASM3 came out, you know, bought it, got in there, got it going, um, launched a brand that became like the number one best-selling um, personal care accessory um, on Amazon. And it was all history from that point forward. So that, that's how I got into this thing. Nice, man. Did you, uh, did you try anything entrepreneurial before that cashew moment? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a great question. So, um, I haven't tried anything entrepreneurial. Like I don't have like the typical lemonade stand as a kid story, but, um, uh, my, my, my family's been, been in business for a long time. So my dad actually is involved in the food industry. So okay. I've, I've grown up seeing him, you know, expand his business, um, start from scratch, fail a couple of times, which was brutal, but you know, I've always seen him, you know, keep going forward. And that's, that was sort of instilled in me as I was a kid. And I, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur myself. So um, when I saw this Amazon opportunity, um, you know, I, I was like, this looks interesting. It looks fun. It's something that I can do um, working from home. And um, that was appealing and I went into it. So yeah. nice. I love that story about your dad kind of inspiring you and like you seeing him fail and just keep going. Like that's such a great yeah. example right because failure is part of the process like for sure i mean okay. just like the, your story right like you bought the cashews yeah. you had an idea <laughs> it was a great idea but you get there and you're like damn i yeah. lost money on this i think my first sale it was on ebay and I made like, like 13 cents and I was like 90 days yeah. into like listing stuff on eBay, finally make a sale. And I'm like, yeah, like 13 cents, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> there you go. But it's, it's cool because I, I think traditional school doesn't really teach us to be like this, but looking back on it, it's like, well, yeah, you know, people, some people pay to go to college. Some people pay to learn these skills the hard way. And there's yeah. some failure associated with that, but, uh, that's, I mean, that, that's the best way to learn. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it, it's costly, but 
you know, it, it, it really sticks with you because, yeah. because, you, because you learn it practically after, after figuring out what works, what doesn't work, you know, and then you eventually get to something that works and you know, you know, a dozen ways that it doesn't work. And I think that really sticks with you versus reading it from a book or watching a course. Um, you just can't beat practicality. Yeah, I think there's that there's another aspect to it as well, where it's like that skill of it's kind of hard to put in words, but like the skill of overcoming failure, like because yeah, in school, I've always feel like at least for me, it was like yeah. they're always preparing you to try and get 100 percent A on the test. And yeah. it just doesn't work like that in business. Like you can you can prepare, 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 and like things outside of your control will go way wrong. Um, and you know, part of the process, part of the lesson is in the failure anyways. And I feel like the quicker you can, you can realize that the more successful you can become in business. And I know for me, like it took me a long time to learn mm -hmm. that lesson, uh, as a business owner, man. Uh, I, I could not agree more with you. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a famous saying saying that, you know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, it's sort of, sort of, uh, like, like you need to wake up every morning and be ready to take a punch to the mouth and then <laughs> keep going, you know, uh, because it's going to happen one way, should perform sooner or later, you're going to get punched in the mouth, you know, maybe Amazon suspends your, your top ASIN and, and now you're, now you're stuck there, you know, dealing with POA for the first time. And it sucks because, um, you know, I'm sure we've, we've all been in that position. Um, but then you keep going forward because you don't have a choice really. Like, what are you going to do? Pack up and go home because you got suspended. <laughs> right. You know, like, yeah, like, it's definitely like these, a wild ride. Exactly. Yeah. Like these businesses are our, like, these are our babies and we've invested everything into them, you know, and, um, and when I say we, I'm talking about everyone in MDS. So, um, you know, we, we, we've invested everything into them. We want to see them prosper and, you know, we have a choice. We got to, we got to deal with it as it come. And I think persistence is a, is a, is a key characteristic of, um, of, of a successful entrepreneur. Definitely. Yeah. So did you do any more uh, reselling after, after the CBS <laughs> trip or, or did you move straight into the private label stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did take a stab at some reselling. I bought a bunch of, um, you know, uh, cheap scarves and uh, like leather gloves and stuff like that. Um, those didn't perform as well as the cashews did, which was surprising. Okay. So, um, but then, uh, you know, like I said, I was waiting on this ASM course to learn a little bit about private labeling and, and learn how it all works. And I started connecting with other Amazon sellers. And then I started okay. really, you know, figuring this whole thing out. And next thing you know, you know, I was like, all right, so it looks like I need I need a lot of product and I need, um, and, and I need to put my name on it, get my own brand out there. I was like, all right, I got to go to China. So, uh, you know, I just find myself taking the next flight out to a random city. You don't know where I was going. Just knew that the products are going to be made in China and, and everything's going to be there. So I took a flight out. I landed in a city called Hangzhou. And I thought that, you know, I can use Google and I can go and look up everything and I'll be good. And little to my knowledge, you know, Google's banned over there, man. So, <laughs> so, so I get there and Google's banned and I'm like, all right, great. So now I got to, now I got to, you know, um, do, do everything manually. So I work my way around to a city called EU. Um, and EU has like this huge market where, you can source anything in the world. Like it's, it's insane. And, um, you know, that's where I started, um, buying some, some product and you can't really private label it. As, um, because again, these are all like wholesalers. Um, but it's still, you know, different than, than buying it from the wholesale market here in America. So, 
Um, so then I started uh, learning about um, these fairs that go on, like Canton Fair and Hong Kong fairs, and and people started telling me like, hey, look, like what you're looking for is 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 going to be found there. So you got to wait till the fair is coming up. Go to these ex- expos, you know, then you'll then you'll meet all the factories, the actual manufacturers, and 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 you'll get it, um, you know, exactly what you need. And I was like, great. So then I I packed up, went back home, and waited for the expo to come on, and then uh, I attended that and. And um, I started making a lot of these factory connections, and you know that's that's where we uh, started private labeling full source. So I launched four brands um, that that are catering to specific categories. So we're in, um, you know, premium bedding, uh, personal care accessories, kitchen kitchen appliances, and we have a small baby products brand. So I wanted to really go go wide and explore a ton of different categories on Amazon, but also um, I ran into the problem where I didn't want one brand to be involved in a couple of different categories because you lose that branding and that, and that feel. So I wanted to separate that out. So I just ended up creating four different brands under the, under one portfolio company. And, um, that's, that's what ended up happening. So. Nice, man. So you, you, I love that you took this just dive into the China <laughs> trip. Like yeah. who did you talk to about that? Like how many people thought you were nuts? Like, did you have anyone in China to like help you out at all? Or you just, completely went in there in the dark and figured it out. Yeah, man. I mean, now that I look, look back at it, it was, it was so crazy. I just, I had no one there. I, I didn't know anyone, no, anyone didn't have any friends there, you know, just took a deep dive, took a flight out landed in Hangzhou and, you know, had broken English with everyone there. I mean, you know, no one really spoke really good English. And I, I downloaded, downloaded an app on my phone that translated from English to China to, to Mandarin. And um, that's how I was communicating with everyone. You know, I was just like, I was like, I, I would type in uh, wholesale market, like taking to the wholesale market. It would, it would translate into Chinese, Chinese, and and then someone would be like, yeah, go, go over there, or go over here, or take this, and and then I eventually made it to EU. So that's how, that's how I got that going. <laughs> nice man. And what did your? Uh, how old were you when you took this trip? Um, I was nineteen. Okay, I was nineteen years old. Yeah. So, what did your parents um, think? Um, so that's, that's actually pretty funny because my dad was all for it because he's cool. been, he's been like a hardcore serial entrepreneur his whole life. So he's like, you know, this is awesome. Like now you're actually becoming a man and you're, and you're going out and doing things. And I was like, great. You know, um, that's awesome. My mom was scared. She was like, why are you going like halfway across the world? And, and no one knows you there. Like, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to eat? You know, so she, she was basically being a mom. <laughs> what are you going to eat? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, but then it was just, just having that, that moral support from my dad the whole time, um, uh, was, was very, uh, motivating. Um, and he had high hopes for me as well. So I, I definitely didn't want to let him down. And, um, you know, and then to me, I was like, look, I'm, I'm 19 years old. Um, worst case scenario, I end up, uh, wasting a, a flight and some time and, and then I come back and start from scratch. So, I, yeah. I, I really didn't have anything to lose at that time. Man, that is cool. I love, I love that story, man. So you, so you yeah. get to China, you figure it out and, yeah. and it sounds like you made some great connections. Yep. I like, um, what you did with the different brands and how you separated them right away. Cause I, all, I, that's another lesson I learned the hard way is I've always had that big vision. Like I want to have my hands in a lot of things, but I tried to do it under one. Yeah. thing and um didn't really know much about marketing and branding and design and stuff but man 
you know, down along the path, I ended up uh, with some people who did. And I remember the first time I got my first brand book right. done. Right. And I was like, man, I should have done this a long time. Like that's the starting point. Like I kind of, I was into like, okay, we want to do some email marketing and we want to post some stuff on social media. And it's like, you know, people are like, all right, what are your colors and what's your message? And I'm like, uh, I don't know any <laughs> of that stuff right now. So, right. you know, now I, I learned that and I, we started another brand and that was the very first thing we did. And man, I mean, it's like a compass for the yeah. company. You oh, know, yeah. anytime you're like, oh, what should this article be about? You know, you can look at that brand book or look at like that customer avatar and be like, okay, this is who we're talking to. Exactly. This is what they want. These are the problems they have. Yeah. Um, so how much of that stuff have you guys leveraged on Amazon? Because I know a lot of Amazon sellers, it's they don't really get that stuff, right? Because yeah. Amazon handles so much marketing. How involved are you guys in in that kind of design world? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, um, like in the early days, I was the designer, the Photoshopper, the videographer. I was doing all of it. So okay. I bought a Nikon camera, you know, started taking product product images. Um, and uh, I was I was genuinely, you know, pretty good at Photoshop because um, I took a few courses in college and high school and I was involved in art design. So I knew a little bit about, you know, designing images. So I started doing all that myself. Um, and then afterwards, you know, we, we hired, <laughs> is that your son or? Yeah. <laughs> one so second cute. guys, one second. All right. Sorry about that. No, yeah, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah. So let's jump back in, into the design stuff. You said you were doing Photoshop and you yep. did a lot of this stuff on your own, right? Yep. I did. I did everything on my own. So I like in the early days, you know, every single product, the image, um, uh, the, the, well, at that time we, we didn't have access to EBC unless you were a vendor. So it was different. Okay. So, but I was doing all of it. Um, and then once we got our designer, um, you know, we, we used, um, I think it was 99 designs. Uh, dot com. Uh, we got our designer. We got it. You know, um, uh, we got we got our first brand book going, and 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 this person was teaching us like, hey, look, like you're doing it all wrong. You can't just you know think of a random colors off the top of your head and just you know put them on. Like you got to design it. You got to have you know uh, fonts and 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 and, and um, typography ready to go, and and everything needs to be consistent. And then that's how we learned about brand brand building and and you know really really um, crafting an experience for the customer. So um, after after 99 designs, you know, we realized, okay, we can't really depend on an outsourced designer anymore because the person's working on 20 different projects for other people and we yeah. needed to do our stuff. So then we uh, went out and actually um, we hired a, a, a designer from Bolivia um, and he was like just phenomenal. You know, uh, this guy came in and we revamped all of our brands from scratch, you know, modernized all of them. Um, get, got them to be consistent. So all of our different brands that are in different categories, they all sort of tie back into our portfolio uh, company. So okay. that, was, that, that was pretty cool. And then we uh, eventually got him, uh, you know, and 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 H one B visa and uh, got him into the states. And now he's a, now he's here in our New York office. He's been here for two years, and he's having a great time. And you know, um, and he's our lead designer. So 
Man, that's super cool. Yeah, I would really like to have someone like that, like on my team. I've got, you know, an agency I work with that does stuff that I can depend on, but, um, you know, it would be cool. That's, I like that they tied it in with your main company. That's, that's super cool that they pulled that off. My mind doesn't really like think that way, like design and branding. Like I, you know, sometimes I can have like a vision of what that would look like for my, Mm -hmm. for my company or something, but it's just like a blank when I try to think of like how I would accomplish that. That Um, was, that was me. Like, you know, basically I, I I never thought about connecting them all together. I just had them all separate and, you know, he, he recommended um, this, this idea. And I was like, you know, let's like, let's see how it looks. So, so he mapped it out and it looked great. And I was like, you know, this, this this actually may be something cool because at the end of the day, um, everyone who's, who's buying one of our, one of our portfolio brands, um, they, they, in, in one way, shape or form, they know, they know who the, who the parent company is. So think of like Procter and Gamble, right. Um, you know, people may or may not know about P and G, but everyone knows about Tide and, and, you know, uh, Gillette and all these brands. So, you know, um, if you can, if you can get that connection back to your parent company, that's always a cool thing to do. So. Yeah, it's nice, man. Hopefully I'll someday I'll hopefully I'll figure that out. Man. I would love, <laughs> love to have that all dialed in like that. Yeah. Um, that that's yeah. super cool. But yeah, I totally get what you're saying with like, you know, PNG and the and then the other companies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the other side I think about is like how do I structure that from like an organizational standpoint um as well, have all those businesses tied in together. Have you yeah. guys figured that out too? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was a a discussion we had early on. You know, we were thinking about like, should we open up another LLC and and separate the brands out completely, or you know, should we open up different Amazon accounts? And um, back then it was it was it was like sort of uh, taboo to have like multiple Amazon accounts. Yeah. Well, in my mind, um, so that decision became pretty easy for us. I mean, if if we're not going to have multiple Amazon accounts, then might as well keep it all under one company. So we ended up just having one simple structure you know, one company with all the brands in there, um, and, uh, just kept it on one Amazon account. So, okay. Yeah. And you guys still have it that way? Yeah. Um, so that, so that legacy brand today, um, actually morphed into, um, a, 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 a bigger idea, which is basically going to be, you know, buying Amazon brands alongside to grow the portfolio companies. Right. So we've changed the structure a little bit where now, um, everyone, everything that we're buying and growing, um, they're sort of separated into their own LLCs. Um, and then they all fold back into, you know, the parent company. So we've, we've changed our, uh, uh, philosophy there a little bit. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And then is identifying it. So like the, the parent company idea, is that as simple as just like saying that the parent LLC owns the other LLCs? Basically. Yeah. So like all these subsidiary LLCs are hundred percent wholly owned by the parent company. Um, and you know, as far as Amazon knows, you know, they're all still individual LLCs and all the yeah. brands are still separate. So nice. So they, so they end up with like different EINs and everything. It sounds yep. like exactly. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. And then nowadays you can get away with that. Oh, no, you're not getting away with anything anymore. Right. They let yeah. you the separate. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think it was about 18 months ago or, or, or maybe earlier than that where Amazon made the change though. Like, you know, uh, excuse me, if you, if you have, um, if you have a legitimate business reason, so meaning if you have like different brands, um, you're allowed to have multiple accounts. So, so that was a game changer, you know, so now you're actually able to have multiple accounts with different entities and, 
and you know do that without looking over your shoulder the whole time see yeah. if that's gonna ding you for it <laughs> yeah, yeah man and i know there's still a lot of people who like because they did that real quietly it's not like yeah. they broadcasted it they but definitely yeah didn't there's want still to a lot of people it. who uh who think you can only have that one account yeah yeah yeah, it's 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 it was something that they sort of just snuck in there. Um, but then you know, folks folks found out about it, and uh, you know, um, it's as long as it's it's written on Amazon's TOS that you're allowed to do this, then I think you're in the clear. So yeah, yeah, nice man. So you you guys have have created these different brands. Um, you know how how is all that working out out for you? What what's some things you guys have been able to accomplish on the platform lately? Yeah, yeah. Um, so behind me, you're probably seeing two two plaques. Um, one of them, actually, the the one in the pink, that's Inc. 500. So okay, um, we were we were the 111th fastest growing company on the Inc. 500 in 2018, nice. and then that one um, is actually Crane's uh, Fast 50. So we were the 10th fastest growing company um, in New York um, in in 2018. So I got those two cool um, cool, cool accolades and. Uh, you know, that basically signified that we grew the company 3,500% um, top line revenue in like a three-year uh, growth period. Um, and um, we did that with six people. So, wow. you know, um, when we went to go receive these awards back in 2018, um, everyone there were, you know, uh, running companies with like teams of at least 25 people to anywhere to 500 people. I mean, and I was over there like, Hey guys, like, you know, I've got, I've got six employees and I've got, you know, uh, eight figures in revenue. He's like, and, and they look at me, I've got like, they're looking at me as if I have like, you know, three different heads. They're like, like, what are you, like, what are you talking about? Who's, who's, who's running your company, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and, um, that, that sort of just, um, told me like, you know, that we, that we run a, a, a really lean ship, um, which can be a good thing and a bad thing. So at yeah. that time it was, it, it was a good thing for us. Um, but now I'm realizing that, you know, um, if I, if I had the chance to go back and do it again, I would actually hire a lot more people and make sure that the business has a lot more processes and it's, and it's self-sustaining. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's basically it. <laughs> yeah. How many hours do you think you were working, you know, 2018 when you guys did that? Oh, it was, it was nonstop. You know, I mean, um, like this is, this is everything I do, you know, I love it. And, um, you know, I'm always just eating, sleeping, breathing Amazon. So I was, I was working definitely more than 40 hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and today I think it's even more than that because I mean, it's just, I mean, I, I feel like today more than ever, like this whole opportunity to sell on Amazon is, is still growing like incredibly fast. And obviously it was catapulted by the pandemic in 2020. So, um, you know, we're seeing, um, like a lot more growth, growth, uh, runway, um, ahead of us. So I'm working harder than ever to try to make sure that we're, that we're in a good position in the next couple of years. Yeah. The pandemic made me really realize how early I got in on the whole e-commerce and Amazon thing. Yeah. Um, cause like, you know, being so involved in it and like hanging out with other e-com guys, you start to get this idea of like, Oh, it's competitive. It's getting packed. Like, but it really, it really didn't like now it kind of is. Cause you've got these big giant companies starting to get their hand in the game. So I think it's yeah. going to change and, you know, they're going to, they're going to change it up a little bit, but yeah, man, we got in, you got in even earlier than I did. I was in 2015 um, you got gotcha. in 2013, you said, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's a good time to be in there. Absolutely. Um, you know, back in, back in the early days, 20, 2013 to 2015, you know, um, you could pretty much launch anything 
and it would just sell like hotcakes, right? Yeah. So like those were the good days. But you know, now, like you said, with all these um, sophisticated players coming into the market, it takes a little bit more than just launching a product. Um, you know, it takes, you know, good branding, good marketing sense, you know, um, investing, uh, investments into your supply chain, you know, maybe having like a hybrid warehouse model, like everyone needs to bring some sort of, uh, some sort of edge to the, to the game. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, but look, I mean, I feel like if you do have that edge and you're, and you're able to learn quickly and adapt, um, there's, there's a lot of room for growth here. So, yeah. Yeah. What kind of, so what do you guys think your edge is? Like if you had to pick one thing that you guys do better than, than most of the competition? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. Um, you know, for us, I think, I think we've, we've, we've invested in a lot into our supply chain. So, okay. you know, we've got, we've got a global team of about 65 people. Um, and a lot of them are in Asia. So, you know, we, we, we have boots on the ground in China, um, you know, Pakistan, Bangladesh, like we're, we're like everywhere that our manufacturing is, we have, we have our own people there and we're able to, you know, get product testing, product samples done within 48 hours. Whereas, you know, for the average seller who doesn't have boots on the ground there, they may be waiting for product samples for a week or 10 days. And that's always, you know, um, time consuming. So, um, we're able to get, get products to market very quickly. Um, you know, we're able to control our product quality, you know, audit our suppliers, all these things. Um, and we're able to route cargo the way they want to. So, you know, um, consolidating shipments from multiple different suppliers into one container and then, you know, importing that versus having LCL cargo from 10 different ports. Um, that adds up to a lot of cost, cost savings over time. So we've invested into all those things. We've uh, invested into our own warehousing here in the States. We've got a global warehousing network. Um, so like today we sell in 10 different Amazon markets, right? So nice. we're in US, we're in Europe, UK. Um, Canada, Australia, Singapore, um, Amazon, UAE, and then Turkey. Turkey is newer, so I don't really count it, but okay. we're, in, we're in all the major marketplaces as, as, well, um, as well as Japan. So we're selling everywhere, and all we, all we have to do is make sure that our stock gets to all these markets at the right time, and then making sure that we don't go out of stock. If we do that, we've won half the game. You know? yeah. So I think, I think we do a pretty good job in making sure that, that we're a global player. Um, so we're not just, you know, relying on one market, like, uh, like, like the U S market. Um, and then 18 months ago, um, when Amazon, you know, uh, changed the, uh, the global review sync where, you know, all your global reviews synced up together, that, that just changed, you know, everything. So all of our U S reviews are now showing in, you know, markets like Australia and Singapore, and we're able to go in there, you know, first day with a ton of reviews and launch product very easily. That wasn't the case a couple of years back. You know, I, I remember launching in Amazon Canada with, and then having to start all over again from zero, even though you have 5,000 reviews in the U S so that's, yeah. that's, that's definitely, um, demotivating. But, uh, now I think, like I said, the opportunity is bigger than ever because you've got global review things. You've got, you know, Amazon global logistics, which helps you import into all these markets, um, you know, without having to go through, you know, headaches with freight forward and customs brokers. So, Amazon's doing a lot to help us over here. And I think all we have to do is just make sure that we stay ahead of the curve and our first market in some of these smaller markets. And, and I think uh, just let Amazon's tailwinds push you further from there. Yeah, I appreciate you mentioning the, the global strategy because I know Amazon pushes that pretty hard. Uh, what would you say to someone who's kind of been on the fence about um, expanding out globally on Amazon? Yeah, um, I think... Um, it's 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 definitely something worth pursuing. Um, maybe not from the start, 
So if you're if you're still ramping up, you know, very very quickly in the U.S., I would think you know um, keep keep focusing on that. You know, like you definitely don't want to distract yourself and go into a different market and then have to you know um, be be and then have to compete in two different markets. So definitely focus on the low hanging fruit. Um, but if you're if you're well established in the U.S. already and 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 you've got a smooth rhythm going, um, I would I would highly recommend exploring you know the uh, Canadian market. Um, for us, it's about you know ten to eleven percent of our U.S. sales. Um, so it's it, it's becoming a decent chunk. But what, back when we first launched there in 2015, um, it was it was less than one percent. Okay. Um, and, and we just you know kept kept sending product there as we launched into the U.S. and it became stable. We shifted it over to Canada. And uh, today we have, you know, a couple of bestsellers and all we had to do was make sure that we kept, uh, kept sending product there, you know, kept it in stock and, and, and we were the one of the first ones there. So now, now it's 10% of our U.S. sales and that's a decent chunk. So yeah, we, that's definitely a good chunk. Exactly. And then now we're experiencing the same thing in, in, in Amazon Australia. You know, we launched in Australia, I think it was back in 2018, if I'm not wrong. Um, and same thing, it was less than 1% of our sales. And, uh, you know, um, we just kept sending product there and, you know, today, um, it's going to be close to two and a half percent. Um, so it's, it's, it's growing, you know? Nice, man. So you guys sounds like you got a lot going on, um, in, in the world of Amazon, kind of what's the, what, what's the long-term vision you guys have for the business? What's, uh, some other things you guys are doing with the company? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and you know, like I don't mind sharing the company name. So, so I run, I run D1 brands. Um, you know, so you can go to uh, www.d1brands.io. You can take a look at it. Um, you know, so we have about 14 brands in our portfolio today. Um, four of those were homegrown by myself, uh, like I mentioned in the early days. Um, and then the other 10 were acquired over time. So our vision is basically to become the number one marketplace seller in the world. And notice that, you know, when we say marketplace, we're not really looking at just Amazon. Um, so we're, we're, we're very conscious about, you know, uh, lowering our dependency on Amazon. But, you know, we want to we wanna be mindful that there is a lot of opportunity in the, in the short term and medium term to grow here. So we want to be in every Amazon market, um, you know, and then aside from that, we're also selling in Walmart and eBay today. And, and uh, we're also onboarding with Etsy, Target Plus, and um, a couple of other markets. So, we want to be in all the major markets. I mean, we haven't even explored China yet, you know? Um, so, so I'm, I'm always looking to like Taobao, Tmall, trying to see if like we can do something cool over there. Um, because at the end of the day, we're, we're building and buying, you know, real brands uh, with real IP. And they're not just tied to Amazon. We can launch the same products in any market in the world and have a customer base that's going to be ready to buy them. So we want to, we want to be able to invest in our supply chain, in our infrastructure, in our people to be able to, to um, launch these products globally and then fulfill that demand. So think of it like the future um, PNG model. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So where does that come from? Like, like why do you guys want to be, be the biggest on uh, online marketplaces? Yeah, that's a great question, man. Um, I think, uh, you know, it all stems from, just like the love of e-commerce and, 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 and thinking that, you know, like if I, if I were to do anything in the world right now, I would definitely want to be involved in e-commerce. Um, and since, since Amazon to me seems like one of the biggest opportunities available to us right now, I mean, why not just, just pursue it all the way? 
Um, you know, right now Amazon's, you know, they're, I think they mentioned they're, they're doing about $300 billion of GMV and that's expected to go to 800 billion in the next 10 years or so. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's insane. Yeah. So if we, if we can capture, you know, just like a fraction of, of a, of a, of a percent of that market, um, that's a lot of value that we can generate and, and, and it's a lot of fun, you know? So if it's fun, then, then why, why do something else? <laughs> so we want to, we want to do it to the, to the max and do it well. Yeah. I love the, you know, the lifestyle that e-commerce offers, the opportunity that it offers financially. I always kind of struggle because I naturally I'm like, I'm, I guess I'm naturally competitive. Like I love the idea of being, you know, the biggest and baddest out there. And I love the idea of chasing that down, but I get a little bit older. I've got three kids now and you know, I like, I like to go surfing when the waves get good. I, you know, the weather, like this time of year, the weather finally starts getting nice in Virginia beach. I like to yeah. get out of the office a little early. So there's always that, that push and pull, uh, internally for me where it's like, well, really, really what I want to be able to do is just whatever I want to do whenever the hell I want to do it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You know, that's at, what it boils down to for at me. The end of, at the end of the day, you know, um, I want to have options available for myself and for my family and for, yeah. you know, for anyone that, that, that I love. I mean, you know, um, it, it's all about happiness, right? So like, I, I think, I think all of us start a business to, to eventually solve for a certain happiness that we're, that we're looking for. Um, so like, to me, I want to be able to do whatever I want, whatever I want and not have anyone tell me, you know, what I have to do. So, um, that's why I, uh, dropped out of school to pursue this because I was, because at that time I was in control of my destiny. Um, and you know, I, uh, I just want to keep pursuing that. And if it, if it takes us to becoming the number one marketplace seller in the world, that's great. Um, even if we're not number one or we're somewhere in the top 20, that's also great. You know? yeah. as, long as, as long as it's fun. So yeah. yeah, that's such a great way to look at it, man. And honestly, yeah. like, even if you were like, I don't know, top 1000, like yeah, you know, yeah. the 1000 guy, like you'd probably still be doing pretty, pretty good, man. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Being in that position. Exactly. Uh, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think it's important to realize that early on so that you know exactly what you're, what you're waking up for every day and, and why you're working so hard. Right. Um, Cause everyone can get caught up with the numbers game and, you know, first you want to get to hundred K a month and then, you know, you want to get to the million a month and you want to keep, and then at that point it, it like, it just becomes numbers, right? So, yeah. um, if you, if you get attached to that, you're all, you're, you're never going to be happy. You're never going to be satisfied. So, um, it's important to sort of detach yourself from the numbers and look at the broader vision and the purpose of why you're doing this. And I think that's going to ultimately, um, drive you towards that point eventually. So. Yeah. I like that you have that big goal. Cause I know for me, I need a big goal to keep me focused on one thing. Otherwise I'll start looking at other stuff and I'll get distracted yeah. and sidetracked and <laughs> yep. shiny object doing. syndrome. Yeah. 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 So having that big goal, like, all right, yeah, we're going to be number one. Like that would, you know, I'd be thinking about that each morning yep. uh, for a while, man. Like that would keep me going <laughs> for a while. So, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, you know, we 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 like to instill that that vision and that goal in in everyone in the company. So, like nice. I said, we're about sixty five people strong today. You know, that was we were a team of you know twelve folks about six months ago. So, so we started ramping up very quickly. Um, you know, um, just just last week we actually um, closed on our A round. So now we have enough capital 
um, somewhere in the nine figures to go out and actually pursue this, you know, like hardcore. So we're stepping on the gas now. Um, we've got really good investors backing us, you know, and we're, we're, we're ready to, you know, um, uh, we're ready to basically, um, sorry, I, uh, I stumbled on my words here. Sorry about this part. I, I hope we can cut this out. <laughs> so I was going to say we're, we're ready to basically tackle, um, this, 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 this dream full on to, to become the number one marketplace seller in the world. Um, now, now we have the resources to do that. Um, so, you know, like I said, the opportunity is here better than ever. And, and we're trying to build our team and our, and our infrastructure to just, uh, make it happen. Nice, man. That's, that's super exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, that sounds like a super cool position to be in, man. I'm excited to see what you guys do, uh, with yeah. the opportunity. Um, awesome. like yeah. it, it, does D one brands do anything? Like do you guys offer services to any other brands or are you guys just, just buying them up and, and rolling them up under D one? Yeah, that's also a great question, man. You know, I mean, um, so we've, we've put a lot of thought into figuring out like what we can do to really help sellers. Because again, like we're, we're, we're one of the, the, the only Amazon native buyers here, you know? Um, so like I've, I've built Amazon brands from scratch myself. So I know everything that, that goes into building these things and it's not just about buying them. So we, so we like to really connect with the sellers that, <clears throat> that may be selling their brand to us, you know? Um, and we want to figure out a way where we can maybe set up like some sort of incubator. Um, that's something that, that may be in our pipeline. So, you know, helping, um, sellers who have cool ideas, but may not have the capital, the resources to invest in the ideas. Um, they can partner up with us and they can come in and, you know, use our team, use our resources, our, our global infrastructure to launch their next cool product and, 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 and we'll make it worth their while, you know? So we're, so we're looking at all these, uh, these other ways that we can grow together. Um, because again, again, um, I've, I've been, I've been in positions where I had a really cool product idea and I, and I just didn't have the money to put up for it. So, yeah. um, if, if, if something like D1 existed that, that offered a, a Amazon incubator like model, um, I would have totally done that. So that's what we're trying to build here as well. Yeah. I love that idea. Cause like me, my, my story of how I got into Amazon, like, getting becoming successful on Amazon really allowed me to like be who I really wanted to be. It was like yeah. my first thing that went the way I wanted it to go. Yeah. So like, you know, if you, if D one could like bring someone's idea to life, like, yeah, you're making money, you're helping someone, you know, you're, you're, you're doing what's good for your business, but man, to like really bring that level of happiness yeah. to someone's life, like that's, really what it's about for me, man. That would be great if you guys made that happen. Exactly. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. It's an, it's an amazing feeling to help someone out, you know, to help them, to help them succeed in, in business. And, and especially when it's, when it's something that's like a precious idea, someone has that they've maybe worked on for a year and just turns out that they just don't have the capital and, and that's all it really is. Um, if it's a good idea and, 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 and we, and we feel like it, like there's, there's a real, there's, there's a real opportunity here. Um, then we don't mind investing the capital and resources to help them get there. Uh, and then, and then, and then we'll both win together. So, and then on top of that, knowing that we've helped them, you know, um, <clears throat> basically bring their vision to, to, to reality. That's, that, that, that's going to be like priceless, you know, yeah, <laughs> you can't, you can't absolutely. buy that. <laughs> yeah, man, that's cool. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, man, that would be great if you guys made that happen someday. Yeah. We're, um, we're definitely working on it. You know, there, there may be a beta test here or there. So, 
um, you know, stay tuned and, you know, definitely feel free to reach out to me. You know, anyone who's interested, you know, we're, we're always open to uh, chatting and, and, and seeing what's out there. So. And would they just check you out at, at D one brands at your website or where else can they find you? Yeah. Um, if you go to www.d1brands.io, you guys can hit us up on our website. Um, you know, I've got a bunch of different social media handles, um, but you can always email me. So mo, M-O, at d1brands.io. Um, hey. It's the easiest way to reach me. Um, and yeah, um, I, I, I usually reply the same day, but if I'm backed up for a reason, I'll get you, I'll, I'll get back to you by tomorrow. <laughs> so. All right, man. Well, uh, man, Mo, you've had an amazing journey from, you know, hitting the CVS and, and flipping some yeah. cashews <laughs> to taking a dive in, into China all on your own uh, mm-hmm. to now rolling up these brands. It's a hell of a journey, man. Um, what, what's like one piece of advice you would give someone uh, that you've learned during this process? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think this is, this is advice I've been given to a lot of my friends who, who wanted to sell on Amazon. And it is to basically focus on this one thing that you're super interested in. So whether it's selling on Amazon or, or creating your own Shopify site or creating your own retail brand, whatever it is, just cut all the noise, you know, forget the shiny, uh, shiny object syndrome, focus on it for at least two years, you know, 24 months. Um, cause that'll be enough time for you to really gain some traction and, and get to a decent level. And then from there on, you can start to, um, diversify or expand or whatever it may be, but it takes about two years to really get to that, to that position where now you're, um, somewhat successful, call it. <laughs> yeah. So. I think that's a good piece of advice, man. We've got to give our ideas some time to really yeah. produce some fruit or just yeah. not. And then you realize that, yeah. Hey, okay, let me try something else. I gave this a good shot. Exactly. Um, it takes time. Jumping from thing to thing. I've been, yeah. I've been, I've been doing this for seven years, man. I started from selling roasted cashews in a tin can, lost money on my first order when I realized about the postage. And now here we are, you know, with nine figures raised and you know, we're ready to um, push this dream further. So definitely takes time. Um, that's why I mentioned, you know, two years is like the minimum that you guys should invest in. So. Nice. Nice. Good advice, man. Mo, thanks for coming on. It's been great chatting with you. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited yeah. to see what you guys do with your company, man. Thank you so much. The pleasure is all mine. Thanks again for hosting Nick. Are you a million dollar seller looking to network with like-minded entrepreneurs? Apply for membership now at milliondollarsellers.com. Leave us a review and subscribe now so you don't miss out on next week's episode.